Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa. And today we have a phenomenal guest on the show. His name is Raymond Ramos, and he is talking to me on behalf of Alex. So what is Alex? I'm going to introduce Ray in just a second. But let me talk about Alex very briefly, at least my experience with it. At the school that I'll be teaching next year, we use this program, Alex, to help kids learn math. And I've used it with fourth graders. I've seen it used with juniors in high school. And it's an amazing application, web-based application, that helps kids learn all sorts of concepts. Gives them, And you have this pie concept where they're filling in different concepts of a pie until they finish their pie, and then they can move up to the next level. And it's really great. And I loved it. And I got to tell you, my, my kids last year, would always ask to work on Alex. They liked it and they would just they would just love to plow ahead of where we were. It was something that they found really rewarding and really fun. And that's what I always try and do. I always try and make math fun. So I I've become a huge fan of this company and this program. And since then, since I started the show, I've been wanting to interview somebody to talk about it. And moreover, I know my kids have a lot of questions. So now that we get to I get to ask the representative from Alex all these questions. So I'm super excited. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Raymond Ramos from Alex to the show. Ray, how's it going? Good, Isaiah. Thanks for uh, having me on, on the call with you, and uh, I'm very glad to be here. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for joining. So let's start with the basics. What is what is Alex? Alex. So first of all, Alex, that's not my name, right? Wherever I go and I talk about Alex, uh, people frequently call me Alex. But ALEC is actually an acronym, uh, and that uh, stands for Assessment and Learning and Knowledge Spaces. So that's, that's what that stands for. We get that question a lot. So the A is Assessment, the LE is Learning, and the KS is Knowledge Spaces. And uh, the KS is important there because KS is uh, Knowledge Space Theory is the science behind ALEC. And uh, when we were developed, that was the theory that uh, became ALEC. Uh, so developed through New York University and UC Irvine, uh, kind of between the years of the early 80s and uh, the early 90s. And uh, through National Science Foundation grants, we became Alex. Um, so that's kind of the background of how it was started. But really, Alex, uh, what it is, of course, is a web-based math program, uh, like you mentioned, that's used you know, across, across the country and internationally with students um, to really develop an individualized, personalized path through, through mathematics or whatever course a student is in. Um, and if you remember nothing, about, nothing else about Alex, it's really providing students um, of the program what they're ready to learn. So if you remember anything else about it, it's that ready to learn concept. So now I, I, there's, for example, I don't want to talk necessarily and say, uh, l- well, let me just put it this way. There's different programs that are used with my kids 
and they all seem to like Alex better than others. There's there's another program in particular. Like I said, I don't want to say it by name because I don't want to do a comparison yeah. thing. But it's a great. I actually think it's also a great program. But I do think Alex seems to be better. The kids seem to like it better. Why do you think kids seem to enjoy Alex or have fun with it? What What do you think makes it fun? What's fun about it? You know, Zephyr, I'm not sure um, if you noticed, but we have this new student module, I'm sure you've noticed, um, that we've put a lot of research into. And I think one of the big things that our team has done is really focus on the students and their experience in the program. And we look a lot of, at a lot of things um, that other programs will do, like, um, like games and different pieces of motivating students. But I think one of the key things to remember about Alex is that it's really about learning the math and having the students uh, get uh, things that are at their level. And Alex can u- uniquely do that through uh, the knowledge space theory research that we've done. And I think, you know, one of the things just generally is um, just getting things at your level is really important, right? You know, when, you know, when I was going to school, uh, teachers would t- kind of teach to the middle. So if I was falling behind, you know, I was a little lost. If I, in the rare case, was ahead of the game, right? I was maybe a little bored. Um, but Alex can really pinpoint where a student is at at any particular time. And it just feels really good to be kind of in that flow of being challenged, um, but not getting something that's way too hard, right? So I think that's the, the reason why students really uh, go to our program. That's the sweet spot when it's challenging, but it's not so challenging that it's overwhelming, but not too easy where it's boring. So that's awesome. You guys definitely hit that. When we the, the general progression for parents out there listening, if your kids are using it but you're not familiar with it, there's usually, let's say, 170, 180 topics in a particular grade or level. It is customizable to a certain degree by right. teachers. And then you take you you do, like, let's say, 10 or 15 topics. Then you take what's called a knowledge check. Can you talk about the knowledge check a little bit? Yeah, so every time a student begins with Alex, they, they take a knowledge check. And then the idea behind this is um, it uses our, our research and our artificial intelligence engine to adapt to students as they take it. So let's say you and I took this knowledge check, so let's say algebra. Um, as we begin, we're going to both get a, a topic somewhere around in the middle of that curriculum. But as we go along um, and our answers differ to these, to these questions, the assessment is going to adapt to students, uh, not only based on getting it right or wrong, but how we answer the question, how close we are to getting those questions right. Uh, so it's an adaptive, personalized assessment using that, that knowledge-based theory that I mentioned before. Okay, now what I'd like to do is I want to – oh, before I jump into the questions because I got a huge list of questions from all my students who were so excited yeah. to ask questions. But what would you say – is this something that you recommend for kids trying to – let's say, learn math on their own or while they're being homeschooled? Is this something that can be a standalone or would you usually recommend pairing it with in-class instruction? Uh, so yes and yes, right? So Alex, there's a lot of different areas, um, a lot of different students out there. So first of all, my, my main focus is K-12, right? So Alex is used in K-12 schools across the country, uh, typically through um, grades 3 through 12 in the K-12 space. Uh, we're also used in higher education, so colleges and universities use our program. Uh, but also we have independent youth and homeschool. So there are uh, a large amount of users who use this, um, parents who use this with their students to uh, work with them independently or, or for homeschool programs. Um, it's definitely all there. And, um, yeah, so 
uh, Alex is very flexible in that way. So without further ado, let's jump into these questions. I got to say off the bat, so my one student, Hannah, who's a rising fifth mm-hmm. grader, she wanted to know, how did you come up with the name of Alex? So now we know it's an acronym. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's great. Uh, so her question is answered. So now we're going to jump into a, a couple of other questions from some of my other students. So sure. here we go. When uh, one of my students, London, rising fifth grader, is there a mm-hmm. way to tailor Alex material to coincide with with the school curriculum to, to make to change it around so that it's right along the same lines it's going like at the exact same topics as let's say my lesson plan absolutely right so that's one of the big things that I just mentioned is that Alex is really flexible and one of the things we can do is one if you have a textbook that you're using in the classroom you can correlate or integrate that textbook with Alex and basically will allow, align that Alex content with the book you're using. Um, in other cases, right, if, you, if you'd like to uh, not use necessarily with a textbook, you can actually customize Alex uh, to your needs. So one, you can change the default content. Uh, we have a great in-house content team uh, that will build a course, right, um, and creates a default curriculum. Let's say, I think you mentioned, you know, 100, 200 topics uh, for elementary um, but they add extra topics in there for additional rigor or topics that maybe um, it's not typically taught in the classroom, but some schools might use that. And so you can use that content, Alex, to, to customize your own curriculum plans or what you're doing in the classroom. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, for example, one of the cool things is setting objectives in Alex, uh, where not only can you have students focus on their individual path, on what they're ready to learn, but you can also have them do it by a certain due date. And I think it's a good marriage of um, working with the individualized nature of Alex, but also the, the plans, the learning plans you have in the classroom uh, and, and meeting those. So the, the answer to, uh, was, it, was it Hannah? Uh, L- London. That, oh, London. So London, yes, absolutely we can do that and customize Alex to, to what you're doing in the classroom. Okay, very cool. I did not know about the objective, so that's good for me to know. I will absolutely look into that. And then London had one other question. So I don't know if you're familiar specifically with the Protractor tool, but she wanted to ask why is the Protractor tool seems like a little – it's difficult for her to use. Is there a way to make that easier? <laughs> uh, I like London. I like London. You know, uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely – uh, something that uh, with our tools that we're always working to improve. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a challenge, um, especially for our internal teams who, who work on these things. And, and we really appreciate feedback from London um, to transfer a physical tool uh, like a protractor to enter answers in Alice, which, as you know, it's free response, open response. And we need to translate that tool to a digital platform. Um, so we're always working on those. So the protractors is one that can be definitely challenging, um, but uh, it's something that we need to, to to have in there to answer their answers. Uh, do you happen to know, are you guys using it through um, tablets or your regular computers? So just can through, help London even further? Yeah, oh, for sure. No, I, uh, just through a laptop, not with, not with a tablet. Okay, all right. So uh, that helps us, you know, when, when my colleagues who, who will listen to this as well, uh, will look into that tool. Um, just so you know, you know, if they are using a tablet, you know, one of these, these things come, uh, it can be used on a tablet, right? And mm-hmm. if a student ever struggles with a question, there's a little question mark uh, in the tool palette. 
So if London's struggling with that tool, she can click on that and I'll give her a little review of how to use that tool. So, you know, she only comes through the protractor occasionally. She might want to click on that to review how to use that again. Okay, excellent. I will definitely remind her of that. Okay, now moving on to Jada. Jada is a rising sixth grader. She's actually going to be in my class this year. So Jada wanted to know, is there a way that you can enter, you can enter your answers without, instead of clicking submit where you can just hit enter, Mm -hmm. hit or hit the return key. So hit the return key to submit your answer. Yeah. Or is that like she wants, cause it doesn't do that right now. She's like, is that a, is that something that you guys are thinking about as a added functionality? Yeah. I like, I like that data thinking about those keyboard shortcuts. Um, so yeah, there are definitely keyboard shortcuts and I'm sure data has discovered like pressing tab, uh, to move to different problems or pressing slash, to put in a fraction. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know why we don't uh, have the answer be submitted by, by pressing enter. You know, if I were to venture a guess, you know, I think that maybe, and, and this is just my own personal thoughts on this, of course, we'll look into it, um, that maybe uh, we don't want students accidentally pressing enter to submit a wrong answer, right? So remember, that assessment is adapting to the students as they take it. So I think we would want uh, deliberate action from a student to click either submit or click I don't know on a question or click explain uh, instead of an accidental enter. Uh, that's just my thought, uh, you know. But but we'll look into that for you. That actually that, may, that that makes a lot of sense actually because it is it is possible then to hit the enter key and then actually put something incorrectly. So that makes a lot of sense because you definitely don't want to do that and then you can't go back and then now your score exactly. drops. You got to do an extra problem. So that actually that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so now let's move on to Hannah. Uh, Hannah, okay, so, and Hannah's a big fan of Alex. I was actually just, we were working on some Alex yesterday together. And she wanted to know, have you guys ever thought about sending out, like, a, a certificate for kids when they when they finish their pie? Like, because uh, she, she thought that would be cool if, we, if students could get, like, a, a little printout certificate or a physical certificate. Yeah, actually, uh, when a student does finish a certain percentage of their pie and, and get to 100%, um, we do send out uh, a certificate to the instructor, uh, a notification as well that can be printed. Um, we don't send out something physical uh, to students. You know, there's so many students using Alex across the country, um, but that's something that your instructor can do for you. They can print out that certificate. Okay, perfect. I will do that then. I did not know that actually. That's really cool. Yeah, and actually, how many students are are using Alex? Do you do you have that number? I don't have the exact number for you. Uh, we know that you know millions of students are using Alex across the country. Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me, um, but it's it's used uh, well across the country. Um, but, but unfortunately I don't have a number for you. No worries, but millions, millions will do. And so, so let's now Hannah has another question. Has, has Alex ever thought about, or would you ever consider making the knowledge checks multiple choice or would that go against the philosophy of the knowledge checks? (laughs) Uh, you know, as you know, Alex, we use very little multiple choice in the program and the things that we get. I'm sorry, the, the questions students get on the assessments um, are, are just like they're going to get in their personalized learning mode. So they're, they're going to have no very little multiple choice. And uh, that's important, right? I think, um, I think we're still talking to Hannah here. Um, yep. 
for Hannah to know that for us to really accurately adapt to students and give them that personalized path, we want to make sure that these questions um, are open response, right? Um, for multiple choice, you know, students can guess and get it right. Um, but for Alex, when they're entering their answer in this, like, for example, building a graph, they're not clicking A, B, C, or D. They're actually, you know, drawing it in. We can really get an accurate picture of their knowledge. So you can tell Hannah it's actually saving her time and getting a more accurate picture of her knowledge uh, by not having multiple choice. All right. Now we're going to move on to Bella. Bella is also a rising fifth grader. She'll be starting the fifth grade this year. And what she wanted to know is, has Alex ever thought about creating uh, video explanations for problems, sort of like Khan Academy or some of these other courses you see on different education platforms? Okay, so I'm glad Bill asked this question because a couple, a couple things that um, we just did. So first of all, good news for, for your uh, students who are um, using Alex um, in third through fifth grade. We are updating the content of the courses very soon. So the content they have now, our team internally has updated that, um, and we're going to add a lot more topics, make, make the topics stronger and add more. And that's just automatically going to happen for you. So definitely you don't need to pay anything for that. You're just getting that. Um, and one of the things that we've done in uh, middle school and above at this point, so sixth grade um, and above, is we've added videos um, to Alex. So one of the things that to point out, and I probably should have pointed this out earlier in the history of Alex, is that we are part of the McGraw-Hill family now. So, you know, a few years ago, we became part of the McGraw-Hill family. Um, and one of the really cool things that happens with that is that we get resources that McGraw-Hill uses um, throughout, right? And one of those things are videos, like you mentioned. And for sixth grade and above, we've added it to uh, many of our courses. You just have these video links in there now. So if you haven't seen those yet, there's going to be like a little play button. When a student clicks on explain, there's a little icon that looks like a play button, and that'll play a video in there. Um, for third, and fifth, uh, third through fifth grade, uh, we are definitely exploring that right now. I can't say much more than that, um, but that's something that we are definitely aware of, the, the, the I guess, the people asking for videos. Um, so we've added that in middle school and above. That's so cool. So, yeah, so my sixth graders, so then they'll be able to – and will that be – is that already live or will that be live in September? That's already live. So they can log in right now and, and they would find that. And you don't need to do anything to your courses. Uh, they're just automatically there. So you can just click play. And, and they're not for every um, topic, but they're they're there for a lot of them. So you'll see that. That's amazing. I'm a big fan of video education, video explanations. Is this is it somebody from? <clears throat> excuse me. Are they like? Are, are they, is it somebody from the Alex team that gets on sort of similar to Khan Academy with a whiteboard and all that? Or how does it how does it look? Yeah. So um, it's a video that's part of the McGraw Hill uh, library of uh, videos. So it's it's, it's part of McGraw-Hill that has created these videos, and, and it's kind of like Khan Academy, yes, so someone's working out a problem, and as you know, right, Alex uniquely generates these problems every time, so we don't have a uniquely generated video for each problem, um, but we do have, for a lot of our problems, like uh, a worked out example that's going to be like Khan Academy, um, and, and one thing to point out, because I know that you pointed out you like videos and adding extra resources, you can add these extra resources, third-party resources to a class. So we've added these videos automatically to Alex um, that you'll have in a lot of our courses now, just there, right? 
but you can add links to YouTube or if you want to upload a picture of a real world example of one of the problems in Alex, you can do that. Um, and we'll actually house those files for you in our program. Um, and you can link it to specific topics as well. So uh, if you weren't um, sure about that, I'm happy to show you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, I, I did not know that either. So I'm learning a lot too. This is great for me. And okay, so that's that's excellent. <clears throat> By the way, you you mentioned something I actually didn't know this either. You said they're uniquely generated. So does that mean that it's it's generating and modifying the numbers in like on the fly as as people are logging in and going through questions? Exactly right. So if you uh, you and I and, and Hannah and Bella were on the exact same topic in Alex, right? Multiplying fractions, uh, we're going to have uniquely generated numbers in there. So we don't have like a bank of questions that recycles, right? Um, they're all algorithmically generated. So, you know, as much as I would love to look over at, at Hannah's uh, computer and copy off of her, um, that wouldn't help me at all, right? Because her numbers are going to be different than mine. Got it. That's awesome. I actually, I guess it makes sense now that I think about it because it do, when I'm helping different <laughs> students on the same topics, I notice that the numbers are different. I just never realized, but that's great. That's a nice little tweak. I, I got one last question, and I know some, I think this was Hannah's question. I'm I can't find it on my list, but I believe it was Hannah. Hopefully, I'm giving credit to the right student. She wanted to know: Have you? Are you guys potentially? Or she? It's kind of like a suggestion. She thinks it would be cool if this would be doable somewhere in the future, where there might be a way to write on the on the white space next to the question uh-huh. on the screen uh, and I, I think the reason where that comes from is a lot with my students i use something called a wacom tablet and i yeah. use these different online whiteboards like awap or whatever you, it doesn't you can use anything and so you sort of draw on a tablet and it comes up on the screen it's really that's actually really fun to do and to, kids really like it uh, but so she's basically asking hey is, is that something that you guys have thought about or might consider at some point in the future. So maybe make like a whiteboard that you could interface with a, a Wacom tablet. Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting idea. You know, we, we've uh, heard this in kind of different variations uh, in terms of feedback. Um, and we're always taking feedback. So I don't know for sure if they really uh, explore this internally, but I'm sure um, this is something that they are aware of and, and how in-depth they've gone. I'm not sure. Um, but we're always taking that feedback. So a couple things you can do, right? Um, if you're in your accounts, uh, if you have a feedback link in there, um, you can always send something through there. Um, and, and your students can send you through the Alex Message Center their feedback, and you can send that over to us. And we always explore those options. And, you know, one of the things, because I'm in the field a lot, uh, my role is, is implementation uh, specialist. So I, I work with users like yourself, Azifa, to make sure, you know, Alex is used with Fidelity. And one of the things that, that they do, or that I do, is I collect feedback from uh, folks like yourself in the field and your students to improve the program because uh, it takes a lot, of, a lot more weight from you guys as opposed to just me saying it. Uh, if it's you and your students like Hannah uh, London saying that, you know, I think that goes a long way. Awesome. Uh, and, and I just want to end by saying that, you know, these are little suggestions or little questions that kids have. But by and large, as I said at the beginning, uh, and if pa- parents are listening out there, haven't used this, this is, in my opinion, the best math program that's out there from everything I've seen. It's so it's just very responsive. It's it's really good math problems. I think it's great preparation for whatever math curriculum you're working on. If you're prepping for the IC, if you're prepping for the SAT. So I think it hits a lot of great things. And Best of all, it's fun. 
I don't exactly, I don't know, I can't, I'm always trying to figure out why are certain things fun in terms of these different programs and why are they not. I think part of the reason, I think that pie concept and you're filling it in, you're making little progress and the, 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 the like we talked about before, that sweet spot in terms of the difficulty of the problems, I think that all contributes to it being fun. Maybe even the color scheme and the interface, you know, who knows, there's all these different pieces. But what I can say is I even enjoy it as well. So Ray, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to find out more about Alex, where can they go? So you want to go to www.alex.com, A-L-E-K-S.com. It's all on our site there. There's a link that says, what is Alex? And you can explore more from there. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining again. If you guys didn't write that link down, you can check it out in the show notes. The show notes are at www.scalarlearning.com. And as always, if you have questions or comments for me, email me, please. Would love to hear from you at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Learning. Give me that skin.